Why is a system's lag time important? Let's start off with talking about well, what is a system's lag time and what I mean by this is how long does it take for you to get the results of that system. So a system's got some inputs, it's got some kind of raw materials or whether that's ideas or literal physical raw materials, but they go in, a bunch of stuff happens to it and out comes a result. And the system lag time essentially refers to how long does it take to go from the beginning of the system through to getting that result. Many systems will be fast. They'll be very quick. It might be measured in minutes or hours, but some big systems, some complex systems may have months or years before you see the actual results. This is important because it means that any changes that you make to how the system is done may not show up for a long time. That if a system has a lag time of 10 minutes, I can make a change and 10 minutes later, I will know whether that change had an impact on the results. But if that system has a three month lag time and I make a change, I won't know whether that change had an effect for three months. This is a problem if you're trying to work out or troubleshoot a system that's not working so well. You actually have to document very carefully the change that would made to that particular run of the system and ensure that no other changes are made to that system, otherwise you'll have confounding factors. If you do want to speed up the testing process, so let's say that you're unhappy with making one change every three months, and instead you wanted to make multiple changes during that time frame and then get the results over a period of time, then you're going to need to track those separated systems very carefully and only one change gets made each time. You gotta document which work had the one change and what the result was for each of those times. Let's say that that system runs every two weeks, but it takes three months to get the results through. You need to be on point because if you don't track that stuff, you will be confused at the end of that time of what did what, what changes were made, what outcomes were made. Another way to do this instead of trying to run concurrent experiments is that you run multiple systems at once of the variations of that same system. So one system has a change, another system has a different change, a third system has a, a third change, but they're all essentially the same system just with three different changes. You could then run this and three months later you will have three separate results. And this is logistically maybe quite a bit easier because it's relatively clean. Here's system one with change one, here's system with change two, here's a system with change three, and here's the outcomes at three months. You can look at them and make changes from there. The downside, well, you need to have the capacity to run three variants of that same system at the same time. This might be physically very difficult if we're talking about a large production line actually duplicating, or in this case, triplicating, if that's the right word, I don't know if it's the right word, triplicate, making the system in triplicate 
could be very expensive if you're talking about large complex systems. So more likely you're going to be dealing with the first variable or the first way of doing the testing, which is you set a test and you track it for three months, but you then make an additional change in the system at, and then track those results. So every two weeks, there's a different one coming through. If you want to do this, my suggestion is that you make the changes at the, for the first one late in the system and then bring it back. You see, if you make the change early in the system, it's gonna be very hard. You've gotta then move that one back to make a different one, but you need to plan this out. There is no doubt that this is something that should not, shouldn't be done in your head. If you don't write this stuff down, if you don't document the changes, document the testing, then you will lose track of it and the entire experiment will be lost and you will be unable to tell what changes were made and what results they gave because this system has such a long lag time. The other trap that I wanna bring your awareness to is that systems with a long lag time can give you the illusion that work that's not done or failures in the system do not have any consequences. You see on that three month system, let's say that for whatever reason you don't realize it, but work stops two weeks in, but you don't see the consequences of that for 10 weeks later. And so for 10 weeks, you're thinking everything is fine. The system appears to be working, but suddenly at 10 weeks, the system fails. And this was obvious, it just was not noticed. If you had the ability to look, you'd be like, hey, that system's broken. And your team might say, no, it's not. We're still getting the results from that system. This is a major trap that can happen when you're not thinking in systems, when you're not paying attention to all of the processes that must happen to get you a, that results of that system. If this is a 10 minute system, no big deal. In 10 minutes, you know that that system's broken. It's immediate feedback. It's like, well, not immediate. It's obviously a 10 minute lag time, but it's pretty quick in terms of human time. It's like, oh wow, there's a problem. Let's take care of it. Even a system with a lag time of two days, you're going to be brought awareness pretty quickly. But a system of three months, 12 months, perhaps there might even be complex systems that have very long lead times or lag times in terms of their results. And you don't notice anything because the system's so complex, but suddenly you are dealing with a nightmare situation. Because depending on when that system broke, you now have that amount of lag time to catch up on. And as we have previously discussed on the podcast or on these videos, that catching up is very difficult. Catching up requires you to run at 120%, 150%, 200% of your previous production to catch up. You see, if you just start working at 100%, again, let's say you immediately recognize the problem and get back to 100% production, you will always have that gap. It's gonna be very difficult to catch up. So knowing your system's lag times is important. This is something that you should document when you're looking at your system documentation. How long does this system take to run? 
because that's going to give you an awareness of how much time you have before you realize that there's a problem. It's going to show you how long it's going to take to make a change to that system and get the results from the change. This information is important. So think about where do you document the system execution time, the system lag time, the time that it takes to run the whole system. Is it 10 minutes? Is it two days? Is it three months? Where is it documented? And this should come into your thinking when you're addressing troubleshooting and improving, but also help you if there is a disaster and you're like, whoa, what's going on? By knowing about a system's lag time, you can adjust and think about how you are going to rectify that situation and limit the damage that it causes to your business. All right, that's all I got for you today. I hope you found this discussion helpful. A little bit of a complex topic, but something that is very important and may become more critical as we head into possible continuing difficulties in the system that is our society, at least here in the West. All right, look forward to seeing you on the next episode as we continue this journey into the power of systems to create results. Look forward to seeing you then.